Welcome to the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast brought to you by Break of Day Capital. The show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Lipsky. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery, where we have a great community of thousands of like-minded individuals sharing resources and best practices. Today on the podcast, we have my friend, Matt Pacheni. Matt is not only a real estate syndicator, but he's also actually done some syndication for Broadway as well. And reading your bio, we both attended Boston University, which was very, very cool. And Matt is the new author of Backstage Guide to Real Estate. So I'm really looking forward for that to come out. Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah. So this all started back in 2001. So as you might remember, the dot-com bubble had burst and I was working in digital marketing at the time. So I used to be an actor, but moved to New York and was pursuing a a career in theater and then got involved in digital marketing. I had my own business doing this digital marketing. And the dot-com bubble burst, as I had mentioned, my business was basically imploding. Um, All of my clients were going out of business or not spending money on, on digital marketing efforts at the time. And right at that time, my landlord told me, you got 90 days to get out of your house. And this was the place that I was living in. It was an apartment in New York. And I was freaking out. How am I going to find a job? Because there's no way with my business, the way that it was, that I would even qualify to, to rent a place. And so this was this big sort of like trying to scale Mount Everest or something like that. Like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to overcome this? Well, it turns out that within 90 days, I was able to actually get a job. I got a job at Showtime, the cable channel. They were a client of mine. They offered me a position to go in-house, which was great. And I found a place, but instead of finding a place to rent, I actually found a place to buy. And I bought a place. This was in New York and Manhattan up in Washington Heights, which is an upper, 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 upper Manhattan and wasn't necessarily my neighborhood of choice. I ended up loving living there, but I really wanted to live on the Upper West Side, but it was much more economical for me to actually buy something up there than, than renting something in the neighborhood I loved. And so I bought an apartment, a unit in a co-op. And within two years, I sold that property and I quadrupled my initial down payment. And it was like, you know, light bulb went off in the head, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I need to do this real estate thing more. So that's what really started my whole journey, you know, was was this, this primary residence. Then I went ahead and I bought a property, a vacant piece of land. And then I eventually built a house there and that was a vacation rental. And that taught me a lot about renting property. And then I moved on to doing some flips of single family homes and some single family home buy and hold type properties, some turnkey rentals. And then this was over the course of many, many years. I then found out about apartment syndication. And that was right at the time I was looking to go into doing this full time. So I had been doing real estate as a hobby for 10 years. But when I decided to go full time, I quickly found out about syndication where you can pool resources together, capital, experience, balance sheets, all of those. And a a group of investors can come together collectively right, and utilize the collective versus just a single person and take down these otherwise unobtainable assets. 
So that was about six years ago that I got involved in that. And I've been doing that ever since. And so my book that you mentioned earlier, Backstage Guide to Real Estate, really takes the reader through that journey from me knowing absolutely nothing, buying my first primary residence and learning basic things like what's an asset, what's a liability, very basic type of things, all the way through to the deals that I've done recently where I've I've sold air rights, I've done a 1031 exchange. And so those are some more complex type of scenarios. And so readers can kind of follow along that journey and start learning wherever they they need to. The people who are more experienced, I think, will find the earlier sections that maybe have more basic type real estate knowledge. Very interesting because of my unique background. I tell some interesting and funny stories. So hopefully it'll be an entertaining and educational read. I'm sure. I only had time to skim through a little bit of it, but knowing you, I, I know the book's going to be fantastic. And I like how your journey started with your first primary residence because I talk about that too. That's where the light bulbs went out. And that's where I, I did like a value add, you know, strategy to to my residents and wasn't thinking like our, our parents used to think like my parents are still in their home for like 49 years, you know, and I never looked at it as that. I looked at it as a way to build wealth, you know, as a start to my to my real estate journey. So it's ironic that you, know, you mentioned that as well. I know you had raised money for, for Broadway as well. So I'm curious about that. You know, what's the difference between raising money for a Broadway syndication versus for a real estate syndication? Well, one of the things that's great is that I have this passion for the arts, right? And I used to be an actor. I moved to New York, was a professional actor for five years. I was actually in 15 different productions throughout the United States. My wife is full-time in the theater business as well, right? That's her job. And she's not a performer. She's on the business side. She's on the production side of things. And what we've been able to do together is invest in some Broadway shows and then ultimately become producers in Broadway shows. And it's interesting because there's a lot of similarities. You know, I had invested with my wife, Erica, in some Broadway shows prior to even knowing about syndication. And for me, the parallels, I never realized there was a parallel until I first found out it's about syndication. And I went to a seminar, an in-person seminar about syndication and started to learn the details of it and found out about, you know, a 506B and a 506C. And I was like, oh, wow, that's what we do for the Broadway stuff. We're doing a 506C. I mean, we had all those same documents, the subscription document, the private placement memorandum, like a lot of the things were were the same. And I was like, oh, so it's just like a Broadway show. So it, it, it made it easy for me. And there's there are a lot of parallels between the two. You know, instead of a pro forma that you might look at for a real estate underwriting on a Broadway show, they have a recoupment schedule. And that's based on a certain ticket price which you could equivocate in real estate terms to the price of rent and then in the occupancy, right? So, so how many tickets have sold? Like have they, have they filled to capacity? And that's sort of your vacancy when it comes to the real estate world. And then there's different things like, you know, I mean, location, right? Market. That's really important for, for Broadway. The market is, is usually right. New York city, but shows go out on tour so they can be in different locations or, or it could be just a show that's not done specifically on Broadway, but being done in another location. So that's important. The financials and the way everything's being handled is handled by a general manager, which is similar to a property manager on real estate. So there's a ton of similarities, but from an executional standpoint, I mean, it's it's a 506C syndication. <laughs> so it's it's very, very similar. Very cool. 
One of the chapters I was really intrigued by was called uh, Real Estate Tricks for Magicians in Training. So kind of walk us through that deal and what we were able to achieve because you had a lot of different moving pieces in there. So tell the listeners about that one. Yeah, that's great, Gary. And as you'll remember, that part, it's, it's sort of like the chapter before also, which is buying a multifamily out of thin air. Because this was a deal that I did that was terribly complex and teaches a lot of different things. And so we needed to break it out into two chapters. So, so the first half of the chapter, the buying a multifamily out of thin air, is really talking about having an opportunity to sell air rights. And it goes into the whole air rights deal and the whole story behind that and details what air rights are and how they're determined and all of that. The second part, which is the part you're talking about, is really more about the 1031 exchange because what I did was I sold those air rights and I 1031 exchanged it into a new property. And so it was all about, okay, here are the timings for that 1031 and finding the thing and executing it and then going ahead and doing two other sort of tricks, if you will. One is talking about depreciation and bonus depreciation. It was a failed attempt at a trick. And I've done the cost segregation really well, but there's a kind of a little nuance there when you're doing a 1031 that I get into in the deal. But basically, I was buying the second property all cash. And so I didn't really have any depreciable basis. So therefore, I couldn't depreciate. And that, that was, that's a really important thing to be aware of that I didn't think about. I didn't think it through all the way. But the other tricks, if you will, techniques or strategies to employ that are talked about in that chapter is a refinance. So I bought the property all cash, but later turned around and did a refinance, which doesn't incur any income tax because it's not income. Even though you're getting cash, you're getting money. That money is a loan that needs to be paid back later. So it's not considered income. And then the other thing that we talk about is the value add. And I go into detail on the value add that we did on that property with some before and after pictures, but also showing exactly, this. here's where the rent was, here's what the cost was, here's the increase in, in the net operating income based on that rent that's been increased, and here's what that did to the value of the property. So it really shows in black and white how you can go ahead and increase the value of a property through a value added. Obviously, in this case, this was a six-unit property that we bought, and this was something that that I just bought with my wife, obviously on the syndications, you're pooling a lot of resources together. You're doing the same thing. The, the one unit that I'm showing, you're doing that times 100 or 200, depending on the size. So the value increase goes up exponentially. I love that that creativity and trying different things. I mean, that's, that's what being a really good operator is, finding different things that you can do, different mechanisms to save money on taxes or or do something unique to that property to separate you. So I love that. Along your journey, one or two you know tips or tricks that you wish you knew when you were starting out. Through the book, I have 60 different real estate terms that I have in there and explains the definitions. Those are in a glossary in the back at the end. Also serves as an index so you can refer back to them. I also have 18 different keystone concepts that are throughout the book. And those are pivotal concepts that I learned at different stages that I think are really important. You know, the first keystone concept was don't trade your time for money. And that's about when I first got that idea, when I first got that concept that, hey, instead of trading my time working in an office, 
and trading that time for money, if I can find out ways to have my money generate more money and have my money work for me, then I'm no longer trading my time for money. And that's just an example of one of them. I mean, I talk about persistence. I talk about building teams. I talk about refinancing. Many different concepts that I learned along the way that one of them on its own maybe isn't life-altering, but I think if you put all of these 18 together, can really help push someone a little further along in their path to financial freedom. Nice. I love it. We ask this question when all of our guests come on, what is your asset management superpower? Persistence is my power with asset management or anything, right? Making sure that things are getting done and following through and being unrelenting in a nice way, but making sure things get done because you know I'm a PMI certified project manager, right? That's what I did for almost 20 years here in New York City working at these large advertising agencies with big clients like Verizon and Visa and Coca-Cola, I was responsible for the p <laughs> I had to make sure things got done. And so I needed to be persistent and make sure that everything was being followed through with. And, that, and that's something that's been an invaluable skill for me, whether I'm managing an advertising project or I'm managing a building, or even when I'm going after a property and doing underwriting and trying to find a an opportunity that would make sense for for me and my investors. Nice. So Matt, where can people find your book, Backstage Guide to Real Estate? When is it coming out? So it's available for pre-order right now. While it's in pre-order, which is until February 9th, the price is deeply, deeply, deeply discounted. So I would recommend that people try to get a copy before February 9th, 2022, But if if you're listening to this before or after, it's still a good value. And if you go to pacheni.com, and I'll spell that, it's P like in Peter, I-C-H-E-N-Y.com. There's links to purchase the book there. There's a lot of other information on the website. I've put a lot of time and effort with videos and blog posts and lots of content. And I also, you can sign up for a free newsletter on there. So there's there's a ton of resources at pacheni.com. Great. Definitely check it out. I'm sure it's going to be a great book. The little parts that I read were really informative and funny and interesting. Can't wait to read the whole thing when I'm on vacation. I could sit down and relax and read it. But I appreciate you coming on the show and and sharing a little bit about your journey. To all of our listeners, thanks for joining us. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and like, subscribe, and review this podcast as it will help us grow our audience and reach more people. And if you'd like to learn more about what we do at Break of Day Capital, head over to our website, breakofdaycapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and or fill out our investor application. We'll talk to you next week. 